Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Well, hello, family. Welcome to another episode of a Biblical Perspective podcast. I am your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. I am elated about today's podcast because I have a dear person with me today, a special guest, and she is going to assist me in informing you, in educating and enlightening you in the subject of mental health. That's right. On today's episode or podcast, on today's podcast, we're going to deal with the subject of mental health. We're going to hear God's perspective regarding this subject of mental health. It's taboo. Unfortunately, it's a subject that is scarcely addressed within the church, within the body of Christ, and even, I would say, in the black community. And we will allow my guests to speak on that because she's the expert. But from my experience, unfortunately, we don't discuss uh, our mental health. It's not as it's not a priority. Let's say it that way. It's not a priority in some instances as much as our physical health is concerned or even our spiritual health. But God has something to say. He has a perspective not only regarding our spiritual well-being, not only our physical, but also our mental well-being. And so we're going to tackle this taboo, this shied away from subject of mental health, specifically in the area of trauma, the effects of trauma. All of us, under the sound of my voice, have experienced, have dealt with trauma, have dealt with mental health issues, whether it's personally, directly, or relationally. From an indirect standpoint, we have, in some instance, in some way, shape, or form, we have experienced trauma, and we need to be informed Properly, we need to be educated so that we can be healed. We can receive the help, the guidance that we need so that we can be what God needs us to be and would have us to be. And so before I bring on my guests, I want to give you just a brief insight to God's perspective regarding mental health. And that's in Second Timothy chapter one. Verse seven, and it says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Here we go. And of a sound mind. The operative word there is sound, sound mind. Sound simply means stable. It means free from fear, injury or disease, flaw, defect or decay. Now, we understand If you do understand the fall of man dealing with 
Adam, all of what I forementioned, unfortunately, we face. We face injury. We face disease. We face flawedness, uh, if that's a word. <laughs> but we face these things. In other words, we are challenged in the area of our mental health. But God's will is for us to have soundness of mind. All right. Soundness of mind to be stable concerning our mental faculties, knowing how to navigate through our emotions and control them versus being controlled by them. But again, because of the fall of man, because of the disobedience of Adam, we encounter, we deal with, we face all of these challenges specifically regarding our mental state. But we have help in God and we also have help in the medical profession and the medical field. And now I want to bring on my special guest and I'm going to give her a proper introduction. My wife and I love this woman of God. She loves us and she loves Jesus Christ. And her name is Miss Janice Pons. Miss Janice Pons, she is not a novice to this subject. She holds a bachelor's of science and education from NCANT State University, a master's in special education, school psychology from Ohio State University, and did postgraduate studies at the University of Virginia, completing undergraduate and graduate school with high honors. Miss Janice is experienced in teaching, a school psychologist, psychiatric counselor, clinical director. Are you hearing all of these credentials, all of this experience? So we have someone, again, that's not a novice, an upstart or a rookie in regards to the subject of mental health. Substance abuse, she's experienced in that area, substance abuse treatment program coordinator, certified brain injury specialist, clinical consultant and a licensed therapist. She's also an author of two powerful books, The Scapegoat, How to Find the Truth Beyond Political Affiliations, also Stealing the Minds of America. She's a record, a recording artist, a recording artist, and also she is a host of one of the number one or the number one ranked podcast on the Creative Motion Television Network on Roku, from destruction to dignity. This woman has a very vast and extensive resume, and I'm so excited that she is taking time out of her busy schedule to be with me, to be with us on a Biblical Perspective podcast. Miss Janice Pons, Miss Janice, say hello to us and greet the Biblical Perspective family. We're so happy to have you with us on today. Oh, my goodness. The honor is mine. And you are so right. I absolutely love you and your cute little lovely wife. I first <laughs> met you guys uh, <laughs> in, I think it was November 2020. Yes. Uh, through mm-hmm. someone that we love mutually, Dr. Paula Price. Yes. And uh, when I, I, I when I saw you all walk in the room, I was like, uh-oh, this, these folks, they're lighting up the room. <laughs> so... <laughs> We, we have uh, like spirits and uh, we are on the same page. And so I just, it was like love at first sight because Indeed. when we started interacting, it was like, we oh, 
this is my other brother and my other sister uh, in Christ. And it was just an immediate connection. So from that point on, it was, uh, you know, we first interacted in November 2020. Then I saw you again in June of 2021, mm-hmm. November of 2021. And just recently uh, in June of 22. Yes. yes. And um, just I've heard you speak twice. And, 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 and I, I, I'm going to say this. The first time I heard you speak uh, was, was, was last June of 2021. And it was awesome. But let me tell you. <laughs> in one year, what I heard come out of your mouth in June of 2022, I was like, uh-oh, he has totally shifted gears and the, the quality and the depth wow. and, and, and the, the excellence of what you presented uh, at the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute was stellar. It, and you, you, you've you heard the feedback, and I, I don't even go there. I, you know, I just, oh, that was good. You did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> All these words that I'm saying don't even... Um, really fully articulate what you did. And so it was just such an awesome experience to partake of that as God used you in such a powerful way. So yes, we are connected and we will be connected. And and I'm just so honored to be here with you on this podcast. I counted an honor. I just said, you know, my thing is God, whatever you want me to say, I yield my voice, I yield my mind, I yield myself to you with uh, what you want done. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here with you. What an honor. Well, thank you, Miss Janice. And my wife and I, again, we love you. We adore you. And uh, we're just thankful to God that he allowed our paths to cross and that he is forging, allowing us rather to forge a relationship for the benefit of the kingdom. And uh, we're going to yep. do kingdom work today. And I'm telling you, you want to listen intently. You probably, dear hearts, want to have uh, something to write with, whether it's electronic or old time pad and paper and pencil pen. But we're going to get into, again, this taboo subject, this subject that is unfortunately the church shies away from. And if we do address it, we only address mental health from the spiritual standpoint, the spiritual perspective, and we never bring balance to it. And so Miss Janice is going to help us bring balance from the clinical perspective, the medical perspective, so that we can have the conclusion of the matter so that we can be informed across the board and not be ignorant of Satan's devices as it pertains to our mental health, our mental well-being. So let's jump into it. Mental health, the effects of trauma. Now, Ms. Janice, right out the gate, let's ensure that our audience has an understanding of what trauma is. All of us experience it, will experience it, have experienced it again, whether directly or indirectly, but inform us what trauma actually is. Yes, sir. Well, basically, trauma is an overwhelming event or experience. Uh, one of the tragic things is that someone could have experienced trauma. Well, let me let me correct that. All of us have experienced trauma, having been overwhelmed, but basically just overwhelmed mm-hmm. by an event or experience. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when those traumatic events happen again and happen again and happen again, and it's not addressed or processed, a lot of people have unprocessed trauma. Mm-hmm. And I just want to keep that at frame. And I'm a person, I'm a clinician that frames everything. 
And one of the biggest issues in the body of Christ is that we have unprocessed trauma. You know, the thing is, just it's all under the blood of Jesus. Just keep on going. Just push on and mm-hmm. keep on keeping on. Your change will come. And we don't uh, allow people to give a language to it. And we'll get into that in a minute uh, to be able to find it, to actually understand it, to even uh, acknowledge and accept that they truly were traumatized. So right. people will go through that year after year after year and don't even realize what that what's happened to them. That happened to me. <laughs> I, I don't mind giving myself, I'm very transparent. Mm-hmm. And when I realized, oh, <laughs> that was trauma. Okay. Because I, I grew up in Jim Crow in the wow. South and it was just trauma everywhere. Right. Left and right. The KKK, the burning, the looting, all of that. I, I just have such personal intense stories of being traumatized over and over and over again. And we were taught to just pull, up, just pull yourself up and go on. But that's right. what you had to do to survive. We go to church and hoop and haul and mm-hmm. shout on Sunday morning. And then we go right back out there and experience, experience Jim Crow and literally get your teeth knocked in at sometimes and the KKK coming through the neighborhood. Just so many uh, intense encounters. So these were overwhelming events and experiences but I ne- we didn't even know what trauma was. We didn't give a language to it uh, in the black community right. and in the civil rights movement. We right. just know you had to push on. So we don't give a language to it. So people will experience those things. And, uh, there, it, you know, it could be sexual assault. It can be devastating natural desi- disasters. It could be the things that I spoke of that I grew up from a cultural uh, perspective. And these things traumatize us now. Given all of it is stressful, it's stressful, and we all deal with intense stress, mm-hmm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. But 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 the difference, everybody's stressed. I mean, driving the traffic—that's right. stress. <laughs> it's these situations that we deal with. But what happens with trauma is that it, it's substantial and it has a long-term impact on the quality of life and well-being. Wow. That's where it gets into trauma because the stress, everybody, everybody's going to deal with stress because you got right. relationships, we have interactions, Absolutely. we might get cussed out, we might slip up and say a cuss word, and say, oh my <laughs> God, why did I do that? You know, Lord Jesus, I repent. Why did I act like that? And so those things are to be embraced, processed, and we make adjustments. That's the uh, working out your own soul and salvation with fear and trembling burning right. and becoming a created, a walking in the image of Jesus Christ. Uh, but when these uh traumatic, when these stressful, intense, mm-hmm. overwhelming—that's the key—overwhelming events and experiences occur, and it has a long-term uh impact to the point of affecting the quality of life and mm-hmm. well-being, then it goes into trauma, and uh, then it's something that needs to be assessed and uh, actually diagnosed. Wow! And so, traumatic events and experiences. Uh, uh, they, they can happen on a flash. Right. Uh, they can be unexpected. It can be shocking. It can evolve over a, a, a short period of time. But the key is it has a long-standing effect. effect of abuse and impact upon one's life that their quality of life and well-being is uh, significantly affected. Affected. Wow. This is so, so informative. Uh, you said something that I want to ask a question on, and that is in regards to our trauma that we don't 
give a language to it. Can you expound on that? What exactly do you mean when you say we don't give a language to our trauma? What is that? How does that look? Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It looked like my family growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And uh, and so many families growing up. Okay. We, um, for example, and this is a part of, I'm getting my third book that I'm getting ready to write is a clinical book. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Lord, you're going to let me write this clinical book and we don't have to go into politics, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he hasn't said anything different. So that's my, I'm almost 75% done. But uh, growing up, like I said, in Jim Crow, just, you know, the, the fighting, the curfews, uh, the KKK busting up windows, uh, the uh, can't go outside of your yard, seeing the fires burn seeing the smoke billow, sitting in my elementary classroom uh, at school, uh, seeing, looking out the window and seeing the smoke bellow up in the air as the Black Panthers were on the high school campus. All those things elicit certain types of emotions. Mm -hmm. And what we do, we move on. We move on. We move on. We don't talk about it. Particularly in the Black folks, we just moved on. And we weren't taught how to give a language to it. So giving a language to it and I, as a clinician, I can't even begin to tell you what I've seen the Holy Spirit do in therapeutic groups and in individual sessions when people simply learn mm-hmm. to name and explain. Wow. Name and name explain. and explain. That's how you give a light. Name and explain. That's it'll, powerful. It'll, it'll, it'll cause an explosive um, reaction mm-hmm. to a healing process. That the Holy Spirit wants to do. But if we're walking around uh, in denial, which is one of the symptoms of it, mm-hmm. of, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine. Right. You know, we good. Right. But, you know, we're going to go on over there and, you know what, we're going to kick somebody else's down. Wait, wait, wait. We just got in a brawl. Someone's laying on the floor, uh, blood coming from their body. Mm. Wait, we have to slow down. So we keep going. We keep going. We keep going. We see people get beat up. We get beat up. We beat up other people. We keep going. We keep going. And so we don't name and explain. So when I, for example, um, when I have done therapeutic groups and, you know, I love doing therapeutic groups where black men are in that group and they've never been engaged in the therapeutic process. Because black folks and eight usually, and this is just true, any clinician will tell you this is true. By and large, black folks, uh, black Americans, Asians, uh, Hispanic, Native Americans as well. I've worked with all the populations. They don't seek out treatment. Uh, percentage-wise, they just don't. And and so what I often heard on a real gut level, a, a, a cutthroat gut level mm-hmm. response is, I ain't going down there talking to them white people. <laughs> and I'm like, why are right. you not going down there talking to them white people? And so, well, I'm, I don't, they don't trust them. And it's systemic history. It's systemic racism. Is there's so many systemic things that have contributed to a mindset of not trusting people. They don't trust the system. They feel like they're going, and, and history proves it out. I mean, somebody can ask, somebody asks, well, why don't they want to get a shot? Why, you know about the Tuskegee? Uh, Institute, you know about the Tuskegee experiment on black folks and what they were doing to those black men? Mm-hmm. Those are things that are indelibly imprinted, imprinted in someone's in soul that yep. contributes to the trauma why they don't trust. So we need to be in the body of Christ or even minorities. People, you know, it's like, wait a minute, let's give a language to that because when you give a language to it, 
You name and explain. And when you do that, you take your life back one thought and one feeling at a time. I've been in groups. Uh, may I call you CT, Reverend CT? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Reverend CT, I've been in groups and uh, just seen men, especially black men, they're like, what? What did you say? I said, okay, let's break that down. Mm-hmm. Let's give a language to it. And then they're just tripping out. And then they'll start crying or something. I said, okay, time out. Let's give a language to what's going on right now. Right, right. You're connecting to a part of your soul that you have totally ignored for how many decades. And what we're doing right now, and I want to empower you mm-hmm. to let's go on this journey together, is that you're naming and explaining. Let me give an example. I walked in a group one time, a room one time, we were getting ready to do a therapeutic group, had the patients right behind me. I walked in a room and there was a woman in the corner in, the, uh, uh, in a fetal position on the floor. I was like, ma'am, what are you doing? And, and she was like, I, I said, what's going on? What's wrong? She was like, nothing. Right. And I said, ma'am, typical response. Me? Yeah, nothing. Denial. Right. Denial. D-E-N-I-A-L. Don't even notice I am lying. Mm-hmm. Wow! I Wait, well, hold, hold up, break, break, hold, hold up, Miss Janice. You just gave us an acronym for <laughs> denial. Hold on, now you you can't drop that uh-huh. and then just move on like you didn't say anything. So hold on, now yeah. go write back and break down. that again. Capital D, yes, capital. Write it going down. Capital D and then E N I A L. The word denial going down, and D is for don't. E is for even. N is for notice. I is for I. Mm-hmm. A is for am. L is for lying. Don't even notice I'm lying. That's a wow. denialist. Wow. So she laid, she was That's piled up in a corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. And I've used that to just, we go to the stratosphere with that one. And they're like, oh my God, I never heard this. And I said, well, let's keep going there. Come on, stick with me. We're going somewhere and it's expecting us when we get there. And uh, I said, uh, ma'am, you're in the corner in a fetal position on the floor, that's not normal. And and, I, and then I said, okay, what I want to respectfully do is to invite you to get off the floor and just sit in the chair and just listen in this group. Now, what happened is, so 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 what I asked her as she was getting up off the floor, I said, what, what are, what's going on right now? And she said, I'm scared. Mm. I'm scared. What did she do? She named she it. She named it, right. Instead of going, I don't know. Wait till yesterday or something wrong, baby. She named it. Wow. I'm scared. So, of course, Janice's question is, what are you scared about? Scared about, right. I'm, I'm scared that somebody's going to hurt me if I start talking about what really happened. She explained it. Oh, boy, she gave me a, a, a we said, right, segued right into a, a whole group and said, well, I could do a whole treatment plan for 30 days. Mm. I can do a whole treatment program. <laughs> around that where we're doing 24-hour treatment, the 24-hour setting for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Just on that. So you have to, you know, God has allowed me in 42 years of experience to have a trained ear. I have a trained eye. I give him all the glory on and praise, but you just start learning to pay attention right. to details. A lot of times we just don't pay attention to details uh, uh, with people around us. That's very pre- uh, prevalent in this church a lot of times, not all the time. And this is an area where we can improve. But so that woman got up, long, term, long story short, uh, Reverend CT, and she sat in the chair. And within 50 minutes 
of a therapeutic group, the Holy Ghost, because I always pray before the group, God, mm-hmm. I need you to flow in me and right. through me to right. meet the needs of these people. And the Holy Spirit will go right to the core of what's going on. So what she did, you name and you explain. You name what it is. And said, well, I'm fine. It's all covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm like, baby, you're on the floor. Baby, you're breaking down. <laughs> right, right. We're getting high now. Oh, you out having sex with three and four different people. You're stealing. You're lying. You're not showing up at work. So we got to name specifically what it is, name, mm-hmm. and then explain it. We break it down. And so she named what she was scared. She said why she was scared. And then what happens is through a process that takes time right. over a period of time because right. they got so many layers of unprocessed trauma usually when they name and explain it, this is what happens. And this is very empowering. They take their lives back one thought and one feeling at a time. Wow. Let's see. Typically uh, the body of Christ, like, well, ain't nobody got time for all that. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem. Exactly. So what does that mean? We need to be engaged in a process where people are given the freedom to do that. And when you invite the Holy spirit in that process, it's amazing what happens. So that's a part of dealing with the trauma and, and, and so forth and all these different issues that people have. They don't even, they, we're not even naming what it is. Right. We're telling people that's a bad confession. What do you mean a bad confession? They were raped. Right. Uh, right. They, they were traumatized. They were beat up. They exactly. were kidnapped. Exactly. Uh, so and the scripture that's not a tells bad us confession. that's a reality. Exactly. It's a reality. And the Bible says that confession is what? Good for the soul. Confession is good for the soul. Confession has a way of unloading and offloading, even detoxing us from the trauma, from life experiences. And so, of course, we need to be cautious and cognizant of whom we're confessing to. However, we need not to harbor our hurt, harbor the rejection, harbor the feelings that we have uh, experienced over the years because as you have just so wonderfully and masterfully outlined, it affects our quality of life. And so listeners, I trust that you are eating this up like a baby uh, and just allowing God to uh, unpack, unfold and, and, and to give you tools and to equip you whereby you can become a co-laborer with God in regards to receiving right. the help and the deliverance that you desire. But I love this. As we get ready to move on, I just want to highlight a few things. That name and explain piece, that was very, very powerful. That's the first step in uh, 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 being helped or aided in mm-hmm. regards to Trauma, naming it, being able to label it uh, uh, and and specify what transpired and then explain it, why you're feeling like you're feeling or why you're acting in the manner that you are and things of that nature. And that acronym for denial, that right there, my goodness, don't even notice I am lying. Miss Janice's acronym for lying. And people spend their entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Reverend CT, people will spend their entire life going to their grave decades just That's true. denial over and over again. And see, because of these experiences, uh, they feel overwhelmed and un- things feel overwhelming and unmanageable. 
Uh, but as hard as it can be, mm-hmm. like you just said, it's important to know that with the right support and coping strategies, we can overcome the pain exactly. and its impact on our lives. And so, uh, though I always say what I specialize in from a clinical perspective, I can preach the word, I can do a lot of things spiritually, but from a clinical perspective, mm-hmm. what the Holy Spirit has masterfully showed me how to do is how to empower people to acquire and to skillfully execute the use of strategies, skills, and tools. Everybody's not going to get instantly delivered. Right. Some will. Most Most won't. won't. That's exactly, exactly, or rather, uh, it's true. It's true. And the church, we need to, we need to be delivered from demonizing everyone in regards to mental health issues and concerns because everyone and you and I talked about this briefly yesterday in preparation for today's podcast. Not everyone that's dealing with uh, mental health, that's having mental challenges and issues, they're not demon possessed. Many of them, as you mentioned yesterday, they are dealing with a chemical imbalance. Uh, and th- th- there's a gambit mm-hmm. of, of reasons as to why people are expressing themselves in certain instances in regards to this subject of mental health. But, uh, let's dig our heels a little further. And now we're going to have Ms. Janice back for another episode because we already knew we were not going to get where we need <laughs> get to in one episode. So she will be back, uh, for part two, but for the next few minutes, I want us, Ms. Janice, to go into the various types of trauma. We've addressed trauma so far from a general mm-hmm. perspective, but now I want us to get into some specifics and, um, the okay. types of trauma there are, uh, there is acute trauma, chronic trauma, mm-hmm. complex trauma, secondary or vicarious trauma. And I found that extremely interesting because when I was, of course, I'm not anywhere near knowledgeable as Miss Janice. She's the professional. But when I did my elementary study, that aspect or that type of trauma it, it amazed me, Ms. Janice, vicarious trauma, how you can be traumatized indirectly or traumatized through or by the trauma that someone else actually experienced directly. You're vicariously living out and or experiencing their trauma. So that one was interesting to me. And then there's adverse childhood experiences known as ACE. So Ms. Janice, whichever one you want to deal with first, you feel free if you want to go in that order or just be led. But let's deal uh, for the next few minutes in regards to the specificities of trauma. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, of course, the Bible says uh, wisdom is the principal thing. But in all that getting, get understanding. When you get this understanding, it just it equips you to be more compassionate and cognizant mm-hmm. of what's going on around us and stop ignoring that these issues are going on with people. You know, for example, acute trauma. Uh, basically, this is a form. It, 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 this comes from a single stressful or dangerous event. Acute. Mm-hmm. Let's say you, 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 you saw somebody just get shot. Right. You know, it's like, whoa, 
did y'all see that? That's a cute. Something acute is it's hit. It's hard. It's like, wow. And you just like, you just tripped out. You don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. That is acute. It's a, but it's a single stressful or dangerous event. That's acute trauma. Car crash. Seeing someone get killed. Just a, a traumatic single event. Now, chronic, chronic trauma. This comes from repeated and prolonged exposure to highly stressful events, such as um, child abuse, bullying, or domestic violence. Either one of those, you just take it down, getting slapped upside the head, thrown across the room, uh, being bullied. I was bullied. I was bullied. I had to... I, I submitted myself years down the road as an adult to the therapeutic process. And the Holy Spirit told me, he said, Janice, I want you to go through that because I want you to, uh, I, I, I put it, he would put it to me this way. I want you to hear what you're thinking. And that's what I said. Look, I need to hear mm, what I'm thinking. And I'll good. talk to people that are close to me. I'm just, I need to hear what I'm hear thinking. What I'm thinking. I need to hear what I'm thinking. Wow. And when I hear what I'm thinking, the Holy Ghost speaks to me. Mm. And so when I did it in a therapeutic process, and I, I love talking about that I went to therapy. It is a, it's an honor to have engaged in it because the Holy Ghost met me front and center there. Mm. Literally in the session where I told the lady, I said, ma'am, I'm not depressed. I'm not necessarily anxious. I just need to hear what I'm thinking. Wow. I've gone through some experiences, and I was just like, I just kept pushing as black folks. That's what you did. You just kept pushing. And I said, can you help me? She looked at me and started smiling. She said, you betcha I can help you. And so I engaged. And so I went as skilled as I am, Reverend C.K., over a period of time, mm-hmm. over a period of time, I went through 21, 21 wow. different one-on-one, face-to-face interactions where I processed my whole life. Wow. As a professional, you yourself went through. Wow. Isn't that something? So those of you listening, you need not be ashamed. Here, Ms. Janice is Uh is being candid about her own experience. Here she is a professional clinician herself seeking professional clinical help to assist her in processing her trauma. That's powerful. Go ahead, Ms. Janice. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I knew. Let me just say this to the people. Listen. Everyone has been traumatized. And I just knew we didn't give a language to it. And when I learned the power of that give a language to, I'm going to tell you when I really knew I needed to give a language to it. I did a therapeutic group that I was in charge of doing. It was called Addiction and Code Addiction mm-hmm. and Codependency. It was a four-week curriculum. I did it every Monday, hour and a half group. I went through and I got to the end of it. And at the end of the group, the patients had gone on back to the unit. The Holy Ghost put, under, put me under arrest. <laughs> Don't you love that? He just put me on the raft right there on the spot. And he said, Won't he do you it? Know. Well, he said, you know what? Yeah. He said, you know what you just experienced, right? I said, what? He said, this whole four-week curriculum was about your family. I said, what? He said, yeah. That, everything you took them through is what you went through. And I was like, my God, you sure are right, Lord. So, you know, like the Lord, he ain't going to be wrong. <laughs> and, so, and then he said, now, what I want you to do, he is so good. My God is good. He said, what I want you to do is that I want you to give a language like you're telling them. And I want you to dissect all of this for you personally because you've never done it. He said, I want you to hear what you're thinking. Wow. 
how how more specific to, uh, of instructions can I receive? And that's when I began to pursue. I was like, well, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this because you told me to, number one. And that's what I did. And I'm going to tell you what, I had 21 different individual uh, sessions mm-hmm. uh, uh, of doing that. And I've never been this. And you're talking about going from, from faith to faith to gl- and glory to glory. It went to another level. And, but the Holy Ghost met me front and center. And I asked him to reveal himself to me. And additionally, I went to a recovery support group every single, uh, once a week, every single Tuesday for six months. And I got a sponsor. And I worked the 12 steps of Al-Anon. Al-Anon is for the loved ones of those who, who, whose families have addiction issues. All that was trauma. My brothers, the way they cope with Jim Crow and being fighting and all that, they end up drinking and getting high. I lost right. four brothers. They wow. died. Wow. It was related to those types of issues. And, and my dad as well. He was drinking hard liquor. My dad was in full, uh, uh that, this was a traumatic event. He was in full blown GTs. I was thinking of delirium tremors. That mean they just kind of shaking. No, it means that they are psychotic. The, as a result of what the alcohol is mm-hmm. doing to the brain. Mm-hmm. I, and that's, I had to become a licensed clinician specializing in addiction to realize that. Oh, that's what DTs are, delirium, tremens. They are in full-blown psychosis. And I saw that with my dad at the age of eight or nine. What I wow. just move right on. Right. Just move right on. So I had to go, what, I didn't have to, but that was chronic trauma. One of these definitions over and over again. And, and so I had that going on at home. It was alcoholism and addiction. We never called it what it is. Many don't. But when I realized, wait, it was, yeah, it was alcoholic. My, I have a brother that was a heroin addict. Other brothers, they had addiction issues. It was rampant in the community. And then I was bullied in school. I was just bullied, slammed into lockers, uh, told uh, they were going, I'm going to kick y'all this because I'm light-skinned. Are you kidding me? And because I made straight A's. Mm-hmm. And so finally, after getting pushed into the locker three or four times, <laughs> the Holy Ghost said, wow. you know you're going to have to work up behind, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get her off, the, off of me. Right. So listen, I'm just saying, a lot of us are exposed to chronic trauma. And I went to the therapeutic process and engaged in that. I went to a training for two years in a row for 36 and a half hours. I was involved in the most intense training. And I had to learn why did I have what's called a freeze response mm-hmm. when certain things would happen to me, Reverend CT. I would freeze. I remember one time a man touched my leg and it was like, I didn't say anything. I was like, what? And somebody said, why didn't you say anything? I was like, oh, no, no. I learned that I was stuck in the freeze rep- response because when I was molested, which is another type of trauma. Right. We never exactly. talked about it. Right. I never got help. But when that happened, I froze. I didn't know what to do. This is very common. And so I, when that happened 30 years later, why didn't I say something that man touched my leg? And I was like, that's when I knew I needed to give a language. So I'm very candid with this because I want to give people permission to go there. God met me front and center. I processed all of my uh, chronic trauma. I was never depressed, but I needed to hear what I was thinking. The Holy Spirit was mighty good to me. And he helped me. Well, I'm going to say this. And and this is what one, this is very powerful, Mm -hmm. very powerful. For four, for four sessions in my individual therapy, we dealt with the eight-year-old Dan. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I was like, you see, some people said, well, just, you know, 
that that the the child just you know put that one put that to the side. You don't need to deal with that. Just you know, put, just put that to, to 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 rest or retire that or. Or, or just, you know, no, we need to deal with that little girl. To get to the root we of the problem. We need to deal with that little boy that's in there, that's wounded. And then you give them a status that's of a mature person. But a lot of times we want to move on. We don't even give that little girl or that little boy uh, the attention that's needed. That's part of the therapeutic process because uh, one of the most, the gold standard therapy, and we'll get into that later, the gold standard therapy to deal with trauma is the EMDR. Eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing. Will you go back to those men? Now, Ms. Janice, hold, 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 hold that thought right there. Hold, hold that thought. We're, we're, we're out of time, unfortunately. But listen, we will be back with part two. So I don't want you, Ms. Janice, to forget where you were because we want to pick up. I know exactly where I'm at. Wonderful, because we want to pick up on the next episode right where we are leaving off. We have been dealing with trauma. Ms. Janice, a licensed uh, clinician, she has a master's in in uh education uh in special education she is credentialed and she's experienced she's a professional and we've been dealing with trauma from the general aspect and then we also begin to deal with the various types of trauma and so in part two on our next episode we're going to pick up where we left off and then we're going to conclude because we don't want to leave you stuck in a rut but we're going to discuss the types of treatment that are available in conjunction with prayer and intercession and all of that. And like she said, God can deliver instantaneously. And there are times in which he does. But those are the exceptions. Even scripture informs us of the miracles. Everyone didn't encounter a miracle. There were the majority of them were walked through their process of deliverance. And so we're going to be back. For part two, in regards to this subject of mental health, the effects of trauma with my dear friend and special guest, Miss Janice Pons, I want to invite you to go to her website, JanicePons.com. That's JanicePons.com, J-A-N-I-C-E-P-O-N-S.com. Go to her website. No, P-O-N-D-S. P-O-N-D-S. Okay, yes. I'm sorry. Pons. Janice that's Pons. Pons. That's yeah. J-A-N-I-C-E-P-O-N-D-S dot com. Did yeah. I get it right? All right. <laughs> Janice Pons, thank you for correcting me. Go to JanicePons.com to find out more about her, to purchase her books, uh, to invite her if you want to bring her to speak and to help give language and to assist you uh, regarding your ministry, your church, your business. Go to her website, JanicePons.com. And I want to hear from you as it pertains to today's podcast. So I invite you to email me at admin at ctjohnson.org. That's admin at ctjohnson.org. I want to know your thoughts and I want to hear from you as it pertains to what you've learned, what you've gleaned from today's episode. So again, you can email me your comments or questions at admin at ctjohnson.org. And also I invite you to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at ctjohnsonministries. That's our Facebook 
and our Instagram handle, CT Johnson Ministries. And remember to visit the show notes in the podcast description to learn more about my guests, to learn about their ministry and products and all the pertinent information in regards to how you can reach out and interact with them. And of course, subscribe and rate the podcast and consider becoming a monthly partner or sponsor enabling me to empower lives all around the world. And you can do that by going to ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. All right, we'll be back with part two with Miss Janice Pons as we conclude this subject of mental health, the effects of trauma. Until then, this is Prophet C.T. Johnson. I love you. Be empowered. Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, subscribe and rate the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text CTJM to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at C. Terrell Johnson on Facebook and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective.